How's it going? Good. How Back are, at it. Yeah, we are at it again. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Pretty relaxing weekend, generally. In real time, we are getting ready for Wizards Unite Fan Fest. We in are. Indianapolis. We are, yeah. Well, mentally, I haven't actually started doing anything well, yeah, to actually no. prepare. We still oh, have I, a few I, days. I uh, made some strong extimulo potions, so that... That's oh, you, you need potent. So that's what I did this morning. I got a six doxies, my doxy yeah. hunt for both of us. And I planted a snowdrop seed and we got tons of snowdrops. Tomorrow morning, I will, uh, when the event starts, mm -hmm. I'm in a bunch of porkies and that hopefully will get me some unicorn hair because I don't mm -hmm. have one for, awesome. for the yeah. uh, potents. Anyway. Wizards Unite News. <laughs> yeah. It's always a good way to start. Uh, what else is going on? Uh, you started Oh, I, I started classes. I started yeah. teaching. It's, you know, How it is. overwhelming. Yeah, sure, <laughs> The beginning sure. of semester. Yeah, another lots, class tomorrow. Lots of students, lots of needs. Lots yeah. of, for me, too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's an unavoidable whirlwind. I think I'm trying, I'm, I'm starting my second class tomorrow, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, so I started my first class on technology. Um, the second one is specifically math methods, so teaching mathematics. Yeah. So um, I'm pretty, um, I think I'm ready. Yeah, I think you, yeah, you I've been, I've been teaching. I've been teaching this for a while, at yeah. least yeah. math teachers They're gonna for a while. Who will? Uh, are you ready? Juan's I am ready. ready, yeah. One's ready. All right, everyone, turn to page 46, The Keeper of the Keys. Today's lesson is called Known by Another Name. Ooh. Yeah. You want to unpack that one? It's your first <laughs> known, time hearing it. Known by Another Name. Mm -hmm. Okay, so my initial thoughts are Vol Vol Voldemort, mm -hmm. he who must not be named. Mm -hmm. But actually, that wasn't the first thought that crossed my mind, because I thought that, um, so my mind, when I was reading this chapter, I kept focusing on Harry. But Harry doesn't really have another name. I guess, oh, the chosen one or the boy who lived. Like, I guess maybe a parallel there. Is that yeah, what you were thinking? Kind of. It was a difficult one for me to name. You had some great ideas. I went in a relatively different direction. I think your ideas will probably come up in some other ones. We'll see other chapters. But I, yeah, I guess I was playing around with the idea that she, J.K. Rowling, kind of gets more into the, I mean, okay, we already know the uh, he who must not be named Voldemort thing mm -hmm. from the first chapter. But then it comes back in here and it's being told to Harry, but basically I think Harry Potter is known by a different Harry Potter name now. Like he didn't know what his name meant or what it was. But anyway, let me, oh, should I start with the synopsis? Yes, go ahead, yeah. Because it, it, it's, I think it could be a rich conversation, it's hard to say. Okay. The chapter starts with the boom at the door being revealed as a massive bearded man named Rubius Hagrid, who gives Harry a birthday cake and an invitation to attend Hogwarts, a school of magic. Hagrid is furious with the Dursleys after learning that Harry knows nothing about magic, his parents' death, or his place in the wizarding world. He tells Harry some of the story, like how his parents were killed by the dark wizard Voldemort, Spoiler. <laughs> who also tried to kill Harry, and not, I guess not actually, because it was in chapter one, by the dark wizard Voldemort, who also tried to kill Harry and gave him his lightning-shaped scar. 
Hagrid's anger with the Dursleys finally boils over when they insult Dumbledore, and he casts a spell that causes Dudley to grow a pig's tail. The Dursleys flee. <laughs> so yeah, it's a great chapter again. I think it's a wonderful way to do some exposition. Her main character, Harry, doesn't know himself. Yeah. And it allows for this space of describing. It's such a great journey because we're about to take off and Harry himself, we are Harry. We can follow Harry because we also don't know the magical world. Mm -hmm. And he gets to learn all these things. The next chapter is named Diagon Alley. And we're with him. But the first things that he learns aren't great besides you're a wizard (laughs) it's the fact that his parents it wasn't an accident it you know is it is it better that his parents were murdered they were straight up (laughs) murdered when he was a little baby and he himself was targeted for murder on purpose and somehow survives and this is what he's learning there's a hilarious quote although i didn't write it down about how he knows some things like math and such. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you wrote that one down. But now he knows that he I don't know, immediately is destined. And this is the kind of burden that you yourself you were talking about for the for the chapter title or for the lesson title. Yeah, he's a myth. And yeah. so I yeah, thinking about so one quote that I pulled um on page 53 from Hagrid when he's angry. He's like, mm-hmm. Harry Potter not knowing his own story when every kid in our world knows his name. Mm-hmm. Like, who is Harry Potter? I don't know. Um, I was thinking a lot about, so, yeah, so Harry Potter is this myth and he's like learning about the, the myth of him, of him himself, mm-hmm. you know, like, okay, he survived. There's this whole story. He had no idea. It wasn't a car accident. It was something very catastrophic. Um, so the reveal, like, he's a wizard, cool. Um, but also, like, so there's this very interesting thing with, like, families and status, but Harry has gifts, but he can't, he needs to learn how to manifest them. So, like, that's kind of, like, that's introduced. But it kept getting, like, in your face of, like, okay, so... Hagrid praises Harry because of his parentage. He says things like, oh, of course, like, you were going to be admitted to Hogwarts. Your name has been on the list since you were born. And, like, there's this interesting thing that's happening of living up to that. So not only does Harry not know his, like, personal story and, like, the myth that everyone's like, oh, my God, Harry Potter. But also, like, his parents were amazing. Like, were, I mean, amazing. So... There is this expectation of like, oh, you're a Potter. And so, again, like family names are such a huge deal in the wizarding right. world. And that also. And we talked about how Dumbledore makes this decision for Harry, basically, right? Of like leaving him in the dark. And how we questioned it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so now this is, this is the moment where the burden of being Harry Potter is now being shouldered by him for the first time. Mm-hmm. And it's comes at the cost of being able to prepare him for it. He's completely dumbfounded. 
this is one of those times in a fiction story where you can't no i don't think there's any real non-fiction story that's like this i know there are other stories where it's like oh you're actually descended from royalty and that sort of stuff and like people just find out and like all this but i don't think it actually really happens i don't i don't i can't nothing comes to my mind of being like oh you're actually like this heir apparent to something and nobody knew you know nobody told you yeah so it's just this wild experience mm-hmm. and i think actually like even at first this is the first chapter for me even though there's magic and fantasy stuff where it's this is really a work of fiction like his reaction, Harry's reaction is just sort of like, eh. even at 11, like he would go berserk. He would go berserk. Anyone would be like, you're kidding me. Like, this is a joke, like complete shock. But he seems to just be like, oh, okay, Hagrid, go on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's definitely willing to accept the journey. Yeah. Um, it's interesting to go back to that Dumbledore conversation, though, because so on the one hand, like, Harry being prepared for it, like, his reaction is just like, okay, sure. Like, think about instead if, I mean, I'm 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 going to say, like, a decade. So if you had a decade to process and think about the fact that your parents were murdered and you were also someone, an evil wizard tried to murder you, what that would have done to Harry? Like, would it be this, like, obsessive thing? Would it be, I don't know, like... It's interesting to consider the alternative. So the alternative would be that he would know from the beginning. What is it that you would do with that time to process or think about? As you said that, it made me think of another famous orphaned story, which would be Batman and how he witnesses it, but at a time where like he knows and then it like kind of eats him alive. So obviously born out of this tragedy of like having his parents killed, there's no correct or incorrect route of decision making but I think all of them should be questioned and leaving him in the dark I mean what if he had a psychotic break when he gets told all this and then like could never help he's just in St. Mungo's you know hospital for that never would happen because he's Lily and James's son that's like that's the whole no just like who they are actually going back to that I wrote in my notes make for as good of a story I wrote in my notes like it must really really be terrible to be a squib like Mm. because I don't know I mean just expectations that's basically it like expectations that people have for you and then not being able to look like literally not being able to live up to yeah, that. Yeah, we will confront that side story with another character in a little bit of time. But yeah, I think it's it's a it's a well written chapter. It's necessary, but it is uh, even though it's fantastic. He's a wizard. It's like the first time for me in the book where the reaction isn't quite up to what I would imagine being realistic. And that's perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. It's how it should be. But as far as we're concerned on the podcast, it's an interesting thing to talk about. Like, I don't know, that's not... Accepting the journey is one thing. But even in the hero's journey discussion, there's a rejection of the journey. It's a typical beginning. So she kind Mm -hmm. of skips that a little bit. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have that. It's not like he's like, no, I'm not going with you. No. Right, yeah. I think... Yeah. 
going and with the Dursleys. This is my this could be so like we're in chapter four already. Like right. we're trying we're trying to get to Hogwarts here. So yeah, like let's move it along. There are other examples like Newt's commander in the Fantastic Beast series mm-hmm. for like hero's journey. Like sure. he didn't want to sure. go for it and then yeah. ends up going on it at the end of the first movie. Yeah. So yeah. Well, oops, sorry. There are also other mysteries that are kind of that Hagrid somewhat reveals throughout the chapter. So I wrote a list of these. So, um, and some of these are not necessarily specific to Hagrid, but it's kind of like general wizarding world. So why didn't he who must not be named try to get the Potters on his side? So we're, we're thinking about just the story of Voldemort and what is it that he's up to? What, what is the strategy? How did Harry survive? That comes up again because nobody knows. Mm-hmm. What happened to Voldemort? Mm-hmm. Apparently also nobody knows. And then at the end, why was Hagrid expelled? Right. So we have all of these. So like we have, we've talked about this before. So we have like a big mystery of like, I don't know, how did Harry survive? And then we have like all these like little. Mini mysteries. Little tiny hints. And it's, and then when those things are revealed, they will be amazing. Because <laughs> then we can go back and be like, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. While we've been sitting here, now I'm thinking another option for the title could have been the other Harry Potter. Because my Mm. point of the title was basically to say, like, this other Harry Potter that Hagrid is describing isn't the Harry that we know mm -hmm. yet. Like, supposedly these things happen in his background and all he has all this destiny Uh and stuff, but that's just a supposition. It's like a prophecy. Yeah. And and he doesn't know it. It's a Hagrid is talking about a different person. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not me, you know. This is for sure, like, definitely related to identity construction. So we construct things mm-hmm. through words, stories, labels, etc. So, like, the Harry Potter that is... Nobody in the Wizarding World knows Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Has never, like, met him, interacted... Well, a few have met him, but in terms of really interacting with Harry Potter. So he only lives as stories that other people tell. And so there's this construction of Harry Potter that is Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then there's this this Harry Potter. And part of the journey is Harry himself negotiating what that means for him. How does it fit in? Um, Because there is the, like, do I accept this call that, like, oh, Harry Potter is destined for greatness or do I I don't know resist it hard and try to make and try to destroy the other Harry Potter right and it's fascinating now I'm thinking about I've been thinking about identity a lot especially with digital media of like these digital constructions of ourselves forces well just as a person who's like trying who's just trying to um you know coexist yeah Yeah. (laughs) like I, and I've said this publicly before, like their wizard PhD, my wizard PhD Twitter is something that I have created, I've curated, I have, I have created that part of myself. I, at some point thought of it as like splitting myself, but I'm not going to go that far just yet. Not yet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But it is a similar idea of like that part of the idea of content curation is like you are constructing something you're putting forth, if, if I'm going to label it as a brand, I'm branding myself, or I'm like, 
I'm making some version of myself. It's my digital me, mm-hmm. you know? It is me, but it's also not. Yep. It's like a very complex thing to think about. Yeah. Do you think J.K. Rowling ever considered having the Dursleys uh, rename Harry? Like, mm-hmm. I think also juxtaposed against Voldemort, he must not be named. Like, to the Dursleys, Harry is Voldemort. Harry is the thing that should not be named. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, I'm surprised that they didn't yeah. rename him. Now you that know? you bring it up, I definitely Johnny. could see him being renamed to Potter, something, right? I don't know, Yeah, something unappealing. Because there's something in that with talking about this other Harry Potter and the Voldemort, no, you know, he who must not be named. There's something there about naming things that are scary. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting, like, for all the things that they avoid about Harry, they didn't change his name. Well, they probably didn't want to take any responsibility, any, like, I don't want to... I don't want to do anything for you. So I'm not going to even take you in. I'm not going to even adopt you and rename you Dursley. Like, I'm not, like, you are not part of this. Like, you are, you are who you were. And like, you have no parents, you have no family. Basically non-existent. So your name doesn't even matter. That's a good point. Yeah. But I wonder if she ever considered it. Like having them be like, oh, your name is actually Harry Potter. Right. (laughs) That would be funny. Because it would be be getting letters. There's something missing in the story if you like all of a sudden change your main character's name like three chapters in. But it's an interesting (laughs) question about the Dursleys and yeah, their relationship and yeah, what they would do. Yeah, I have a quote. Okay. Which was because honestly, like Petunia is one of the best written characters. She's just. That Winston? Yeah, Winston, Winston just, just made the funniest <laughs> noise. We'll see He's if it's stretching. actually captured. Uh, she stopped to draw a deep breath and then went ranting on. It seemed she had wanted to say all this for years. Just Talk to follow up on our last couple of, <laughs> of episodes of like who these people are and how Vernon deals with it one way and Petunia seems to be dealing with it in a different way. Especially, we will learn about her more and why they might react different to this whole thing mm-hmm. and how what exactly is pent up in her about her sister and how much she you know her sister was a freak and her parents were wrong and all this mm-hmm. yeah you know it's interesting i never really thought about this for whatever reason but petunia's parents are harry's grandparents of course. Yeah. I mean, obviously they yeah. are, but I never really thought about it because they're all dead. All the grandparents are dead, so they're never really characters. I mean, the Potters come up at one or two points, but mm-hmm. kind of interesting to think about. What if they were alive? I mean, that's a different... I've always thought about that of, like, the what-ifs in the story. What if one of the Potters was alive who are wizards? One of James's parents. It's not like... I mean, he died super young. It's not like wizards don't live yeah. long. So they died, like, what, by the time they were 60? I don't know. Compared to Dumbledore, who's, like, whoever, however old, and, you know. Yeah. I Do you think that Dumbledore still would have... No, I think he would have given them to the Potters. But that would be, again, like, that would be... Everyone would know where to look for Harry. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. I don't know. I don't know what he would do. Uh, speaking of Dumbledore, I'm a vendetta against Dumbledore right now. But my second quote, my last quote that I have is also Hagrid talking. Because most of this dialogue is like Hagrid yeah, yeah. explaining things. 
a muggle, said Hagrid. It's what we call non-magic folk like them. And it's your bad luck. You grew up in a family of the biggest muggles I ever laid eyes on. <laughs> Which is funny, except I'm like, it's not bad luck you did this. <laughs> Can we talk about Dumbledore sending Hagrid? Why is Dumbledore not there? Why did Dumbledore not come to get Harry? Because it's part... Oh! Guilty doesn't want to see him. He doesn't want to see him with the Dursleys. He Hagrid needs won't to. won't report back the whole story about how, like, they ran and trapped. Dumbledore, as a manipulator, has all his little people deal with all the issues. It's not okay. I'm anti-Dumbledore right now. Wow. Take responsibility. Cool. We don't even know him yet. I know we don't but know we him do yet. we do know that he... Yeah. Some of his choices are questionable. At this point in Chapter 4, I'm like, what's up, Dumbledore? What are you doing? It seems to me only fair that Dumbledore come and say, "Here's I gave you up and here's why. Like, give the legitimate, at least be honest. Like, where is the honesty? I gave you to these people, even though it would be fake honesty because we know more about the plot mm-hmm. line that happens, but like, gave you to your aunt and uncle because if you were raised in the wizarding world, and you were famous as an infant, this is what I thought would happen to you and look at you like I'm so proud and you're totally normal and now you're, I will help coach you through this like awful transition that's about to happen in your life. Unless Dumbledore's trying to, he cares more about perception and so he doesn't want people to think that there's something, some special relationship with Harry Potter because he's still trying to protect Harry from the fame, even though he can't fully control it. He can't fully control what other people say about the infamous Harry Potter. He can at least not contribute to, oh, like Dumbledore has has taken the Harry Potter in and blah, 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 blah. Very good point. Yep. I don't know. It's obviously an incredibly complex situation, but we're about to jump on the roller coaster. Mm -hmm. Hagrid has come in. You're a wizard, Harry. Harry, you're a wizard. It's this is a classic. Yep. I forget the word for it, but with like Darth Vader saying, uh, "Luke, I am your father." Yeah, it's no, I am your father because it's in that dialogue, and this is one of them. I mean, this is because of the movie because mm-hmm. it's reversed, but yeah, yep. kind of funny. Anything else? You got anything else on this one? Um, nope, I don't think so. All right, cool. What about a question? Ooh, yeah. So something that. We were talking about earlier. Uh, So we're talking about Voldemort. Do you want to share what you were wondering? I don't know. I guess I was just thinking about whether other readers thought that there might be pockets of witches and wizards besides Dumbledore that use Voldemort's regular name. I mean, okay, not his given name, but his taken name, Voldemort, Lord Voldemort. Like, we don't know anything about his followers at this point, but... Is it just Dumbledore? I feel like they kind of set us up in the first chapter to be like, okay, if even McGonagall, even she Mm -hmm. seems like she's powerful, she like knew beforehand she's the only person at this place, she figured out who like uh, the, you know, the Potter's only relatives are. Yeah, it's very interesting because it's supposed to um, demonstrate the fear, you know, like how powerful Lord Voldemort is. But, uh, it's also interesting to think about, so some of these witches and wizards knew him as Tom Riddle. Mm-hmm. And so like an act of resistance would be like, no, I'm not going to call you by your self-proclaimed crazy right. name. Like I'm going to call you Tom Riddle or Tom, you know? Yes. yes um, yeah. But it doesn't seem that way. And it's, yeah, I think it's an interesting question. I, do, I think that 
it's hard to say because we don't really have a sense of the scope of how the the world feels about this powerful dark wizard. If he really is that terrifying, then maybe it's unlikely that people would, even in private, mm-hmm. choose to speak Voldemort or Tom Riddle. Um, I would. Mm-hmm. But I'm a brat, so... You're <laughs> a real rebel, we know that. In private, not, mm-hmm. not necessarily in public. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting to consider. Um, what things we don't name. That was Yeah, the things that we, we don't name. Out. Are there things that we don't name in our society because mm-hmm. we're, we're too, too afraid? Yeah. I'm not sure... Well, I'm not sure if I can think of something, especially because it's unnamed, but like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I know that... I don't know. I feel like... Although we talked about in the last episode about avoidance of certain topics, like yeah, we might have awesome. names for it, like like we're talking about death or yeah. whatever, but it's, or yeah, grieving, like it's not, it's, there's like different kinds of grieving or and illnesses. it's, it's, yeah. it's really hard to put yeah. it all under one label, one word. Yeah. Especially when we're dealing with feelings and there's like nuances and feelings and it's it's not something that is static. It like <laughs> definitely changes over time. Yeah, for sure. Lots to think about. I mean, definitely, I'm definitely excited for you know our first Diamond dive in. Alley. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. All set. I'm all set. All right. Until next time, then. Juan's ready. <laughs>